listening to This Ghost Talks Podcast with your host, Chris Given. episode number six of this ghost talks i'm your host chris given and this is my take on common law and other fun things so what is common law well here's the definition common law is a body of unwritten laws based on legal precedents established by the courts common law influences the decision-making process in unusual cases where the outcome cannot be determined based on existing statutes or written rules of law The U.S. common law system evolved from the British tradition that spread to North America during the 17th and 18th century colonial period. Common law is also practiced in Australia, Canada, Hong Kong, India, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. It's also called the law of the land. It is quite simplistic, really. It has three basic rules. Don't hurt anybody, don't destroy any property, and don't steal. At least, that's my take on it. That's it. Now, wouldn't life be better following these three laws only? Think of all the hundreds and hundreds of laws we have, most of which people are completely unaware of. Most of them would fit into one of these three categories. They say the more laws a nation has, the more corrupt it is. We have so many, and they want you to remain ignorant of just how many there are because I can't even get a simple number answer by Google. They create so many laws that it's just getting silly. Here are some silly laws here in Canada that nobody knows about. It's illegal to whistle in Petrolia, Ontario. It's illegal to attach a siren to your bike in Sudbury, Ontario. Who does that anyway? It's illegal for taxi drivers to wear t-shirts in Halifax, Nova Scotia. What, are they trying to tell us what we can and cannot wear now? It's illegal to build a big snowman in Surrey, PEI. You've got to be shitting me. I could go on, but you get the point. And here's the thing. What the government tells you are laws. Most are just acts and statutes, which are just acts of parliament and require the consent of the governed, which is you and me, to have any force of law. So all those speed limit signs are basically just recommendations. Going fast on the road is not breaking the law. It's breaking the Highway Traffic Act. Acts are not laws. Statutes are not laws, although the government will lie to you and tell you that they are. And under common law, if there is no corpus delecti or injured party, then you have not broken any law under common law. That brings up the question, how do we give our consent? When you willingly give a public servant your ID, or when you stand up in court, you have recognized their authority and you have agreed to represent your straw man in whatever you're being accused of. Now, what is your straw man? Oh, yeah, I guess I could have told you this before, Uh, but you are a corporation. That name on your driver's license isn't you, the natural human being. It's a corporation, and you represent it. All their acts and statutes apply to that corporate fiction. This is why when you get anything from the government, you will always see your name in all capitals, because that's how corporations are addressed. 
now get this, the right of the citizen to travel upon the public highways and to transport his property therein in the ordinary course of life and business is a common right which he has under the right to enjoy life and liberty, to acquire and to possess property, and to pursue happiness and safety. You don't need a license. You don't need a registered personal conveyance, insurance, a plate, or sticker, in fact. All those things have to do with engaging in commerce on the road. I ask you, what commerce are you engaging in while traveling to Grandma's house? Licenses are for taxi drivers and truck drivers who actually earn money while driving on the roads. Notice the difference between the words driving and traveling. What most of us do when going to work or shopping or going to your friend's house is traveling, not driving. And we have the right to do that for free. They rely on our ignorance so that they can steal from us. What the governments are doing is spreading disinformation to confuse the citizenry so it can steal from them by collecting on license fees, registration fees, and sticker fees. The governments want to charge us for every activity we engage in. When is enough enough? The governments have no authority not given to them by us, the people. I think we need to remind them of that fact. Iceland did just that. Iceland, after the 2008 financial crisis, arrested its politicians and central bankers, declared its national debt a fraud and wiped it clean, said we're not going to pay it, forgave the mortgages, this is a huge one, of all of its citizens because they too were created fraudulently by the banks, who never had the money to begin with. They created it out of thin air. It's the same system we use right here in Canada and the USA. We have given these private banks the ability to create money out of nothing and then charge us interest on that money so that what? We can own a house, something that should also be considered a common right? Are we insane? I think so. Iceland has shown us the way we just need to follow in their footsteps. Let's talk for a minute about maritime admiralty law. Jordan Maxwell knows all about it and you can look him up on YouTube and get a more in-depth understanding about what I'm about to share here. We are operating under the laws of the water while firmly standing on solid ground. Common law is the law of the land or culture which is on the land. The law of the high seas, as it's also referred to, is the law of the waters. Now pay attention to the words that are used. When you pass through those wooden gates in the courtroom, you're symbolically boarding a ship. When you are born, you are said to be birthed. You came down your mother's birth canal when her water broke. And then you are given a birth certificate. Did you know that all ships that come into the harbor are female? And when they are sitting at their dock, they, they say that, that the ship is sitting in its birth? We are products of water. And as such, we are under the umbrella of maritime admiralty law. Words are used to control humanity, but when you realize this, you can start to see the game that's being played here. Our laws are just ideas. We think they're put in place to keep us all safe, but the reality is our laws are used to control us, to enrich the few at the expense of the many. It's like George Carlin said, it's a big club and we aren't in it. But that's okay. You know why? 
because our club is bigger. We're the 99%, and we're taking it all back, starting with the control of money. With Bitcoin, we have money for and by the people that can't be controlled by the governments of the world. It's a great place to start. Taking back control over money is probably the most important step because this quote from Mayor Rothschild demonstrates just how powerful control over money is. He said, Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation and I care not who makes its laws. That's how powerful money is and how important it is for humanity to gain back control of it from private hands. Here's an example of our Canadian government giving control to private banks. It happened in 1974 when the Trudeau government made the decision to halt the borrowing of money from the Bank of Canada at zero interest and instead choosing to borrow from the private banks at compounded interest. Nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. And we have such a short memory span of this that we chose to elect his son years later. This one thing, in my opinion, was a treasonous act. They sold the entire nation down the river to the private banks. Just have a look at what Canada's national debt looks like since that day in 1974. Seriously? Look up the chart on Google. They should all be behind bars, in my opinion, and they won't even talk about this issue. It's insane to pay interest when it's written into our Constitution that the government has the right to borrow from the Bank of Canada at zero interest for all of its infrastructure needs. That bank is owned by Canadians, by the way. That's our bank. Why can't we get zero interest loans on our infrastructure needs? Why are we paying three times our home's worth by the time we pay it off, if we ever pay it off? Did you know the word mortgage is derived from a French law term used in Britain in the Middle Ages, meaning death pledge, and refers to the pledge ending or dying when either the obligation is fulfilled or the property is taken through foreclosure. Death pledge. Unbelievable. And on that note, let's switch gears because I want to touch on a concept of the free man on the land how they have been demonized in the media, but they're literally just people who know what's going on and stand up for their rights. They know the laws better than most police and even some lawyers. Why? Because they're self-educated, and self-education is the best form of education, if you ask me. You want to see some amazing footage, look up some free men in court, and you'll see them assert themselves as the masters and the judge as the servant, because that's what they are, public servants. That's what the police are public servants, although they have forgotten that and are now facing the backlash of the public, who are the masters. We've always been the masters. It's time we remembered that fact. Now, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I'm a freeman on the land, as I simply don't know enough about it, but I do agree with many of their ideologies, because our society is just a shared illusion that we all participate in. Don't scoff at these people because... Despite what you hear on the mainstream media or read on Wikipedia, they are living proof that you can live a free life outside of our contrived systems. People think our current system is the only way things can be done. Well, that's just a lack of imagination and the byproduct of many years of government propaganda and brainwashing, in my opinion. 
We have the power to change our system anytime we want. We're all born equal, and there's no such thing as authority. The ability to dish out violence or to even kill isn't power. It's impotence, it's ignorance, it's weakness, and our governments have a monopoly on them. Do you want to know why I think people don't rise up against the system that's clearly designed to keep them enslaved? Well, it's because we have been allowed to have enough comfort not to. Our comfort level is the equivalent of let them eat cake. We have grown lazy and complacent because we are too comfortable. But I think that comfort we have enjoyed so many years is going away for many. Think about it. The 9 to 5 was created to keep us just busy enough that we wouldn't rebel and we were indoctrinated to it in school. Why do you think school mimics our working life? It's why, it's why we call the two days we have to ourselves the weekends because we're getting the weak end of the stick. Some countries have begun to ease off a bit with three and four day work weeks and jobs that start with six to eight weeks vacation. Is this because we're starting to wake up or are they trying to feed us more cake? Maybe it's both. I think they know we're waking up and they are desperate to hold on to power. But the tighter they squeeze, the more people they wake up. Major change is coming and it doesn't end well for the megalomaniacs in the high government positions. When I say we're waking up, I mean we know what's going on. We see the system for what it is. We know about the corruption, we know about the crimes, and we're not going to stand for it anymore. With our current technology, there's literally no reason any and all laws and decisions can't be put to the people to vote on via a decentralized platform. We don't need corrupt people misrepresenting us, promising us one thing and then doing something else. We have the ability to play a much bigger role in the decision-making process of our society. We have the obligation to our kids and future generations to make the hard changes that will leave them with a better world. One where they can express their creativity freely, one that is clean and safe, and one that finally allows humans to earn the title of being advanced. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I think you can tell from my tone that I get fired up over this stuff a little bit. Uh, thank you for listening, sharing, and supporting. But before I go, I'll leave you with this great quote from Frank Zindler about common law and a verse from the Bible. Consider this. What could be more American than the principle that every person should be held accountable for his or her crimes only? Could anything be more un-American than the second commandment's warning that I, Yahweh, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the inequity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Not even the common law would have hung a man because his grandfather had stolen a horse. Now does that sound like an all-loving, all-knowing God to you? Well, I'll tell you, it's not my God, but this quote is awesome because it shows how ridiculous the Bible can be and that maybe common law should be studied more than it. Please come back for my next episode where I talk about something really fun. Virtual reality. Bye for now.